The Employment Hour right here, the number 1-855-821-5900. Anytime you'd like, go to severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what your severance should be because I know that paltry offer in front of you definitely is enough. Even though it might look sweet, it's probably way off. Chances are, so check that out when you got some time. Terminationquestions.com as well. If you have a question that's not asked or answered through email today on the show, you can go to terminationquestions.com. Chances are there's a drop-down menu and your question has been asked. If not, throw it in there in Lior. Uh, we'll get around to it. Brother, we always start with the uh, the week that was, don't we? Thanks, Johnny. Thank you very much, and great to be back. Great to answer questions here on the Employment Hour. You know, we've been doing the show now for almost four years. Right. Believe it or not, John, four I years. I know. Crazy. And the reason we have so much to talk about for four years and we're going to be talking about for the next four years, it's because, you know, this is an interesting topic. It's a broad topic. It covers a lot of things, and people have jobs, and they, they have questions about their jobs, about their workplace rights. So we're always here to inform and educate and advise uh, and, uh, you know, keep up the questions and we'll keep answering them. Uh, to get us to get us started here, let's talk about a couple of situations that I dealt with in the previous week where I think uh, our, our, our listeners may find to be quite interesting. And you may at some point find yourself to be in the same situation. Mm-hmm. And once I tell you what this all means, you'll know what to do and, and uh, what your rights are. First situation involved a gentleman that had worked for a very large corporation for uh, quite a few years in a senior position. And he was promised in his last performance review that he is in line to take on a VP position, a vice president position. Uh, He was told very clearly, you're the guy, just hang in there and and you're going to be the VP in the next uh, year or so. Uh, because of that, uh, he, he agreed to some terms on the mean, in the interim that he wasn't very happy with because he was going to be a team player. They told him very clearly about two or three people from the very upper management that he's got this VP position locked in. Well, uh, you know, I, I think you know where this is going. Yeah. Uh, fast forward about a year later when they formally post for that position, he does not get the job. Uh, and it's obviously a big shock for him. He thought it was all done, and that's what he was told. He relied on that. He even decided not to take other opportunities that came up outside of the organization because he said, well, I'm going to stay here because there's this you know, pot of gold, so to speak, at the end. Uh, I, I'm going to be a, a VP. So he was very upset, understandably, and, and he said, you know, I'm, he called me, and he said, I'm disgusted now with this company. I'm really upset. I, 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 I lost all my faith, my confidence in them. Uh, what do I do? And can I leave? So this is a very interesting situation. And what I told them is, in your situation, given the fact that they've told you about this offer, uh, that the, the VP position, they've effectively promised you that, you had an agreement with them. The agreement is, I'm going to stick around. I'm going to be a team player. I'm not going to look elsewhere. I'm going to remain loyal. Mm-hmm. And in return, you're going to do something for me. You're going to promote me and put me in a VP position. Once they broke that deal, once they uh, reneged on it and went back on their word, that's a problem. That's a that's a constructive dismissal. By doing that, they changed an important term. That term being, we'll promote you to a VP. So he is what I told him. He can treat that now as a constructive dismissal and leave with severance. Senior position, been there a while, could be as much as two years pay for him. So uh, this is a very interesting situation where the failure to promote someone could be a constructive dismissal. Not something that we see a ton of, but something to keep in mind where an employer ultimately reneges on a promise, on an important promise. You may have legal recourse in that situation. 
That's what happened to this gentleman, uh, and, and he's now going to be leaving because of this, and I'm going to get him his severance uh, and because it's a constructive dismissal. So I think there's an important lesson there, John. Sounds like Clark, uh, Clark Griswold. I hope he didn't put a deposit on a pool. That's what I was waiting for pool. you to say. Right? Yeah. yeah. Jelly yeah. of the Month yeah. Club. I, I was just going to say that. It's the <laughs> gift that keeps on giving all year long. The whole yeah, year so. through, Clark. <laughs> That's right. What That's else you right. got, pal? <laughs> uh, thanks uh, for that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, now, the second matter I'll talk about, a uh, kind of an uh, interesting situation in the sense that we've talked about on the show many times about severance offers being inadequate, but I'm not sure that I ever had one that was this bad before. So uh, this guy had worked for a company for 17 years, uh, and the company was bought out by another company. He continued working, no problem, really no change for him. And about eight months later, he was let go. I don't know exactly why, some mm -hmm. sort of a restructuring. And the company said, well, you worked for us for less than a year. We're going to be very generous to you, and we're going to offer you two weeks' pay uh, because you've been with us for less than a year. And sign here, and we'll get your two weeks' pay. That's when he contacted me. And when I said, well, wait just a second here. Forget about this. You're, first of all, you're not an eight-month employee. Your 17 years with the previous company count. Whenever there's a sale of a business, your seniority carries through. You're not a new employee. So guess what? You're not an eight-week employee. You're probably an 18-year employee. So not only do you not get two weeks, you probably get about 20 or 22 months pay. So this was a situation where the company believed that they only owe him two weeks, and I think they legitimately believe that. I don't think they were trying to screw him over. Uh, I think they legitimately believe that. Uh, but in fact, they owed him, uh, I don't know, about, about 40 times that, uh, 22 <laughs> months pay. So this is a call that he made, and we spent literally 15 or 12 to 15 minutes on the phone, and he realized in that course of time that he's owed about 40 times more than he, what he was offered. Just another lesson there, another important reminder that if, you're, if you lost your job, if you're looking at a severance package, whether or not you think it's good or not, you have to get advice, you have to call me, or you can always go to the severance calculator as well. I would have loved to see the reaction of the employer when uh, you called him and said, yeah, guys, uh, you're a little shy on the severance yeah, just, just, just a smidgen shy, yeah. Well, <laughs> we're, we're going to see the reaction in the next few days. I'm looking forward to that as well. We'll take a uh, quick break. The number in the meantime, 1-855-821-5900, and it is Lior at employmenthour.com. Lots more of the Employment Hour coming right up. Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. The number is 1-855-821-5900, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. You know, we get a ton of emails each week uh, throughout the week, so we're going to uh, corral a whole bunch of them and get through a bunch on this show, uh, um, Lior, because I know people call you outside of show hours, but they also send emails when they're not to access or don't want to come on the air. They're a little shy, so we'll get to uh, some of those right now. Stan Wrightson says, I've been told over the past few weeks that the company's thinking of making changes to my job. I don't know what these are. I was just asked to attend a meeting on Friday with the head of HR, and uh, all I was told is that this meeting is to discuss my role going forward. What do I do if they offer me something that I'm not happy with? Yeah, well, you know, what Stan's describing there is actually something that's, uh, that's quite common. And you've been called into a meeting, and you've, you're told, we're going to change your job. And the question is, what do we do then? So let's go back to basics a bit and, and remind everyone that an employer does not have a right to change the job unilaterally in a significant way. Now, they can promote you, they can increase your salary, all those good things, sure, but they can't demote you, they can't give you a position you don't want in many, in, in many situations because that could result in what we call a constructive dismissal, which means if it is 
a constructive dismissal, you have the right, you have the option to leave with compensation, leave with severance. So with respect to Stan, I mean, the answer is quite simple. At this point, we don't yet know what the company is offering. We don't yet know what they're proposing, uh, whether the change is a good one, a bad one, doesn't really matter, maybe just a change of title and nothing else. So what, what I want you to do, Stan, when you go into this meeting is listen. You're going to listen and ask questions to find out exactly about what the position is going to be, what the responsibilities are going to be, uh, who's going to report to you, who you're going to report to, compensation, everything. You need to get as much information as possible. You, you should not, under any circumstances, make a decision on the spot, unless, of course, it's a great position, you love it, and you say, hey, where do I sign? Fine. But what I don't want you to do is don't feel pressured to sign on something that you're not sure of. If, if that's what happens, if they offer you something, you're not convinced, you're not sure, you're not happy about it, call me. Let's you and I talk. Let me assess whether what they've proposed could result in a constructive dismissal. Remember, it's not every change that results in a constructive dismissal. The employer does have some leeway to make some changes. So we need to talk together and assess whether that rises to that level. If it doesn't, well, you can. You, you, there's, no much, there's not much uh, legal recourse. If it does rise to the level of a constructive dismissal, you have the option to treat that as a termination and leave with severance. So with respect to this meeting, listen, ask questions, get all the information possible, and then give me a call, and let's discuss what your legal options are. Stan, that number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. And like you've said so many times, if they if they offer you something uh, midstream of employment, they have to offer you something as an incentive, yeah? Yeah, if they have you sign a new employment agreement, so this is just a, a kind of a, an exercise in getting you to sign a new employment agreement, you're already employed. First of all, that's usually a bad news, okay? As I've said before on the show, an employer is not going to ask you to sign an employment agreement midstream just to give you a better deal than what you have. Usually, it's going to be a better deal for the employer. And to make that enforceable and legal, they have to give you something in return for signing. And so this is an important rule, and I want everyone to remember, if you've been offered an employment agreement while you're already employed, don't sign. Give me a call. Let me review it. Let me tell you if there's something in that agreement that you need to be concerned about, what that is, and how do we deal with it. Lior at employmenthour.com. Sean says, I've been on layoff, here we go, for almost six months collecting EI. I spoke with the owner of the company today, and that they don't know if they will be calling me back. Am I owed something? Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, Sean. It's it's a very common situation what you've described. People go on a temporary layoff. They're sitting at home for weeks or months, like you, waiting and hoping and praying that they'll be called back to work. They don't know. The company may or may not call them back. And the question always becomes, well, what does this all mean? What am I owed? Can they do this? So, so let me let me make it very clear. And hopefully, some of our listeners that have heard us before may may know what I'm about to say. And, and that is that a temporary layoff, a layoff like you've described, is actually illegal. It's actually a termination. So when, Sean, when you were laid off six months ago, you could have treated at that point, treating, treated your uh, layoff as a termination and say to the company, thanks, but no thanks, I'm getting my severance. And they'd owe you full severance based on your age, mm-hmm. your position, and the length of your employment. So you have that option. And that option is still available to you. You can do that right now, whether they call you back or not. So even if you call, they call you back, you can still do it. Uh, even if they don't call you back, you, you, you can still do it. So you have the option right now to, to get your full severance. What you don't want to have happen necessarily is, well, you may say, I'd like to go back. If they do call you back, the problem with you going back is that now by going back, you've given them the right to do it again. 
So uh, you may go back thinking and hoping that, okay, this was a one-off. Um, from now on, I'm going to be working and there's going to be no issues. And they may lay you off again a month later, a year later. And at that point, you just have to grin and bear it because you let them get away with it the first time. So you have to be very, very careful about that. When I say if your employer is going to start off, start in a, uh, imposing temporary layoffs, you're better off leaving with severance. You don't want to be in a situation where you're working for a couple of months and you're not working for a couple of months. That's no way to live. So, uh, Sean, give me a call. Let's talk about the severance that you're owed right now. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is that number. We're going to machete our way through more of these emails here in the show. You want to send one along? Please do. Lior L I O R at employmenthour.com. This is the Employment Hour. It's on Talk Radio AM six forty and AM nine hundred CHML. The number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Lior at employmenthour.com. We're going through some uh, some emails today. David writes in says I got in an argument with my boss and was fired on the spot with no compensation. I've always been a good employee and have worked for the company for five years. Can I get my job back? You know, interesting, John. This is a question that I get very often in different contexts. So this is in the context of having an argument Mm -hmm. uh, with the boss. But I get questions like that about getting your job back very, very often. Uh, You know, I was let go and because of a bad performance review, I don't think that's fair. Can I get my job back? They let me go because of a restructuring, but they kept someone else. That's not fair. Can I get my job back? I get that question. Can I get my job back very, very often? And the answer almost always is unfortunately not. You cannot get your job back. What I mean by that is there's generally no legal mechanism in most cases to require the company to give you your job back. So the law ultimately says, if your employer doesn't want you to work there, we can't make them, right? For whatever reason, they don't want you there, we can't make them. What we can do is we can make them pay you compensation. So in the situation that that we've been described here, as I understand it, if you got into an argument with your boss, I mean, listen, that may may not be the best thing, depending on why and and, and what was said, Mm -hmm. but can you be let go for cause because of it? Certainly, if you have a clean record, Unless you were threatening the boss with violence or anything like that, the answer is absolutely not. You cannot be let go for cause. Now, in the email, we found out that she was let go without any compensation. That means that the employer believes that that it has cause. I can tell you that that would be very, very unlikely. So she probably was wrongfully dismissed, which means full severance is owed here. Uh, And again, based on position, age, and length of employment. So even though, no, you cannot get your job back, you still have been you you still have been wrongfully dismissed, which means full severance is paid. Now there are some exceptions to the rule in terms of getting your job back. Uh, in some situations, the uh, Human Rights Tribunal here in Ontario has the, uh, the the right or the power to order an employer to give the employee the job back. That is very very rare. That power is not used very often. Uh, and also unionized employees that are let go without cause do have uh, a right to their job back. But for non-union employees, in most cases, no, you you don't have a a, a way to force the company to give you your job back. You do have a a very, very good legal right and and mechanism to get them to pay you your severance. Plus, what David says here was an argument. He didn't get into a fight, which would be a completely different thing, right? Right, yeah, no. uh, If David only simply got into an argument, you know, certainly the way I would understand an argument to be, uh, it's probably not something that was physical or yeah. violent. Then, yeah, most certainly, uh, if that's the case, that's not cause. You know, it's okay to get into an argument. We're all human. 
uh, and severance is, ha- is going to have to be paid. But unfortunately, not not necessarily the drawback. No, never good to get into the old dust up with the boss. A Donnybrook, a brew, <laughs> no. ha if you will. Never a good thing. That'll get you fired. Not for a sure. good thing. I, I recommend against it. No, <laughs> not right. much I can do in those situations. Leor at employmenthour.com is the email. Nadia says I've been on a medical disability leave for two months. My employer is putting pressure on me to return to work. They say that the business really needs me. I'm afraid that if I don't return, I won't have a job there anymore. I won't go back to. Uh, do I have any advice for you, or do you have any advice? Yeah. Well, here's here's the thing uh, in that situation for Nadia. What I can tell you is that she may not have a drawback if she doesn't go back, but that doesn't mean that her employer can force her to go back. What I mean by that is if she's she, she can't work, okay? If legitimately she cannot work and she has her doctor, backing her up. If not, if your doctor is telling you you can't work and you don't feel that you can work, that irrespective of what your employer wants you or what their needs are, you can and you should be off work. And that could be for two months, for two and a half months, for two years, uh, until you're better to, to go back, until you've been cleared to return. At that point, once you're cleared to return, your employer needs to do everything in their power to try to take you back to the exact same position compensation that you had. Now, if they legitimately cannot, they've tried, they looked, and there's really no position available to you at that point, they have to pay you severance. It's not a resignation. It's not a cause termination. They have to pay you severance. So even though I can't promise you, Nadia, that when you are clear to return to work, the employer is going to have a job for you, what I can tell you is that they're, they're going to have to try to take you back. Mm-hmm. And if they try and legitimately cannot, they have to pay you severance. So you don't have to worry about losing severance. And I think that that's the better option than you trying to go back to work when you're not ready, which probably all that means is you're going to have to go back off again on a medical leave. Uh, and that doesn't help you. It doesn't help the company. So I think your, your number one priority should be to get healthy, get healthy as quickly as you can, and get back to work at that point. And it's always, you know, the doctor's note trumps all, right? If she said she still has to be off, then she still has to be off, yeah? Yeah, and, and you, she doesn't make that decision, and then certainly the employer doesn't make that decision. The doctor decides whether she needs to be off work. Obviously, the doctor's going to decide that in consultation with her. The doctor's mm-hmm. not going to just decide that in a vacuum. But ultimately, if the doctor, in, in his or her opinion, uh, says that uh, she can't go back to work and she needs to provide that note to her employer, and that ends it. They can challenge it. They can say, too bad, we disagree, or we want you back anyway. And any such pressure, by the way, is illegal. If your employer really is putting pressure on you or, or certainly threatening you, that could also be a human rights issue potentially. It's illegal in several respects. And I think it's worth mentioning on a side note as well. I know you get questions about this all the time. When it comes to respect with uh, people being off work and their employers, they can't ask. They can't ask what's wrong with you, right? They can ask prognosis, not diagnosis is how you often put it, right? My God, John, you're you're listening and paying you know, attention. You know, That's awesome. Know, one of these days, I'm taking your gig. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> you're working hard for it. That's fine. That's I don't right. mind. No, but you're absolutely right, Johnny. I, they they can't ask you why, what your medical condition is. That's private. They don't have your employer doesn't have a right to know if you're off because of uh, of uh, mental health issues or because you have a broken back. All right, they're only allowed to know whether you can work or not. And when you can expect to, like, when are you expected to come back? They may also uh, be allowed to know about any limitations that you have. Do you need modified hours, modified duties? But they don't have to uh, right to know what the underlying medical condition is. Uh, a lot of employers don't realize that, and they put pressure on the individual. If you're faced with that, make sure you tell your employer. No, I'm not going to tell you what. Uh, that's, that's a private issue. And if they still put pressure on you or threat 
uh, threaten you that if you don't tell them uh, there'll be repercussions, at that point you have to get me involved. one 821 5900 is the number anytime. The email we return to, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. This is the Employment Hour. It's Talk Radio, AM 640 and AM 900, CHML. one 821 5900 is the email. Uh, Bill writes in here today, says, I'm about to leave my current job to take a position with a different company. This is a very difficult decision for me because uh, I've been with the company for 15 years. What do I need to watch out for when I sign my new employment agreement? Wow. That, that's a very, very smart no. question. And it's a smart time to be asking this question. You know, oftentimes I have people, uh, I see people that have not turned their minds as to what they need to think about and later on realize, holy cow, you know, if I had thought about this six months ago, a year ago, whenever I started this new job, things would be different. So, so very, very important question uh, and, and very timely. So let me answer it. Uh, now, if you're leaving a secure job, to take on a new position. Obviously, that comes with a bit of a risk for you, uh, Bill, in this situation, because you, you have certain rights now with your current job. If you lost this job after 15 years, obviously, you'd be looking at significant severance, mm-hmm. but you're taking on another job uh, and starting essentially at zero there. And if you lose your job soon after, they let you go because things are not working out. You're a new employee now, and you're not going to get the same severance. So, so you're taking the, this huge risk. Uh, because of that, because you, you don't necessarily need the job, right? You have a job. You can afford to be, uh, to be smart about this, and you can afford to negotiate terms that give you some security. Why, why bear this risk of leaving a secure job, one where you've already accumulated certain entitlements, to just start off at, uh, from scratch? Right. So what do you want to look out for? A few things. Number one, you don't want to sign something that provides for a probationary term. Why leave a secure job for 15 years to start a job on probation? There, obviously, this company is hiring you on because of your experience. Because you're a 15-year guy with that other company, they're bringing all that to the table. So they have to put their money where their mouth is. If they're going to bring in the senior guy and they decide that that's the guy for them, well, then let's not put them on probation. You should never, ever accept a probationary term uh, in a situation like that. You, you, you're, you don't need to be you, – you, that's a very, very bad idea. The other thing you don't want to accept is you don't want to accept something that limits your future severance because potentially if you agree to a term now that limits your severance, if things don't work out in the first year, for example, and they let you go, well, guess what happens then? They could potentially pay you as little as one or two weeks' pay. You don't want that. So you want almost to be in some sort of an acknowledgement that you're not really a, a, a new guy off the street. They're, they're bringing your 15 years in. So what I would do is I would be proactive here, and I would negotiate a termination provision that's favorable, maybe something that says that if you let me go uh, for what, for, uh, on a without-cause basis, I'll get maybe at least 12 months severance. So that way, right off the bat, you know, that if, if they let you go, you'll get at least 12 months. And then maybe the longer you stay, the more severance you get. Maybe you, after a couple of years, you get an extra month per year of service, etc. So that's, that's a very important thing to remember because if then, if they let you go after a year, you still get a year's severance. So those are a few things that I think you need to consider and you need to deal with right now. And you have leverage because you already have a job. You don't need the job. They probably want you and need you more than, than you want or need them. So make sure that you negotiate that security for yourself. Don't agree to be treated as a new employee, a brand new employee, uh, and, and take the risk 
because if you do that, you're you're you know you're you're flying blind, so to speak. You're you're leaving uh, all your entitlements on the table, uh, and then you're putting your faith completely in them, uh, and that's a very dangerous position to be in. You don't want to do that. Uh, be smart. And the best advice uh, I'll end with this: when they give you an employment agreement, have me look at it. I told you a couple of things to look for, but there could be other problematic things in there. Have me look at it. Let me help you understand what it says, what it doesn't say. Uh, and make sure that you're not giving up any rights. As far as including past service, I mean, there's he's got 15 years in one place now, say a year in. I mean, how long does that does that count for? If he stays at this new place for another 15 years, is he a 30-year employee, or does it eventually peter out? Yeah, eventually it peters out, usually oh. after three or four years. Uh, once uh, once he's worked for them, okay, then we can disregard right. the previous uh, service. So that's what I'm trying to protect here from him. I, I want to make sure because... They're starting a new relationship. So who knows? Maybe even if everyone is acting in good faith, they may realize after a year that this is just not a good match. He's a good guy, but he just doesn't work well with us, so we have to let him go. And that's okay, but for him, he doesn't want to be you know, a kind of a loser on both ends where he lost his entitlements at the previous company, now he lost his job, and, and now what he does? What does he do? So well, because of that, I think he needs to be smart proactive and right now negotiate terms just in case this happens the worst happens and he loses his job what happens to him that he has a bit of a cushion there uh, and he has some money coming in from the company to carry him until he finds another job a lot more emails coming through the number is 1-855-821-5900 when we return we're going to run through the severance pay calculator that we mentioned at the top of the show and let you know exactly how that uh, wonderful tool works after a short break here in the employment hour talk radio am 640 and am 900 chml 1-855-821-5900 is the number anytime lee or at employmenthour.com we'll get to some more emails here in uh, about a brief moment, we're going to get into the severance pay calculator. I talked about it at the top of the show. Let's get a little deeper into uh, to what this does, pal. Yeah, John. So the severance calculator is, is a tool that I created uh, three and a half years now, believe it or not. And, and it does, as the name suggests, you know, the, the name tells you everything you need to know. It calculates, or to be even more precise, it tells you what you're owed if you lost your job. Very, very simple. Uh, It tells you the amount of compensation your company has to pay you. Uh, Not uh, the minimum entitlements, which is what the the government tells you, the Ministry of Labor. The Ministry of Labor only tells you what your minimum entitlements are, which is a small portion of your full entitlements. The severance calculator, the first tool of its kind that actually calculates the full entitlements that you have if you lost your job, the total amount based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So you simply go to severancepaycalculator.com. You input your age, position, and length of employment, and that's it. Your job's done. Then the the uh, the, uh, the tool tells you exactly whether you're owed three months, twelve months, eighteen months, or anything else, and and you know you're armed with that information. If you happen to just step out of a termination meeting, you're holding your severance papers in hand. You can go to the severance calculator and and find out whether what they've offered you is fine. The company may have told you, oh yeah, trust me, this is a really good mm-hmm. offer. Well, now you can find out yourself easily, whether it's the weekend or midnight. You go to severancepaycalculator.com. Use that tool. Tell others about it. It works great. one 821 5900 Mayor writes into it says, uh, the dentist I work for is about to retire. Close his practice. I asked about severance, and he had no idea what I was talking about. Uh, I've worked for him for uh, as a hygienist for 10 years. Am I owed anything? Yeah, Big well, time. yeah, you know, have we heard this on the show before, yeah, Johnny? Yeah, it's, it's medical practitioners. They're, they're super smart, but when it comes to this type of stuff, 
gapped big time. Yeah, no, I mean they're not they're not employers, you know. Mm-hmm. They they know how to do their job well, uh, you know, how to take care of their their, their patients, etc. But they don't understand the business or at least the HR part of the business, uh, and, and that's common. And I've seen this time and time again, especially with smaller practices. So yeah, of course, if if you're going to be losing your job because of the doctor's retirement, and you know certainly that's legitimate, but he has to pay you severance. It doesn't. So there's no exception to that. There's no way around it. Mm-hmm. Not just you, of course, Mary, but but obviously all your colleagues as well that are in the same boat and where they're going to be out of work because of the retirement. Now, the amount of severance depends on your uh, your age, position, and length of employment. I know you've been there for 10 years as a hygienist. I don't know your age, but you're probably going to be looking at somewhere around 12 months pay. So not only are you owed severance, you're owed a year's pay. So now the only way that obligation may be somewhat reduced is if you received advance written notice of a specific date on which you no longer have a job. So, for example, if he told you uh, six months in advance, so I'm telling you that six months from now to the day I'm closing my practice and have to let you go, well, that time, that six months in this example, would count towards your severance. But if you haven't received that, if you haven't received anything in writing or you haven't gotten a date and you just know that at some point he's shutting down, then when that shutdown does happen, you're owed full severance. Uh, and, and if he doesn't give that to you, you know what to do. You give me a call. These matters are quite straightforward to resolve. The law is very simple when it comes to these things. Give me a call. Let me help you. It is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Mary, anytime, and Lior at employmenthour.com. Steve emailed, says, I just received notice that our office will be shutting down in 12 months, a year from now. I want to leave and take another job. Can I get severance? You know, Hmm. this is unfortunate. You know, here's how this usually plays out. So you found out that the company's shutting down or you're going to be out of a job. You've received notice. In this case, it's 12 months. And you're thinking to yourself, well, it's not going to be a very exciting or it's going to maybe even be quite a miserable 12 months. Knowing me and my colleagues that we're losing our job, it's not going to be a, a good atmosphere here. Uh, all, all the same, I'd rather just leave now and get my severance and, and not have to worry about it. So I'll look for work and leave and get severance. Well, not so fast. The thing is this. If you've received 12 months notice of the termination of your employment, you're still an employee for that 12 months. You're a regular employee, which means if you leave before the end of the 12 months, well, you've quit. You've resigned. Even though you've only resigned because you received notice, you wouldn't have resigned otherwise, it doesn't change the fact that you, you were an employee and then you chose not to be an employee. Uh, and that the, the law considers that to be a resignation. And if you resign, generally speaking, you don't get any severance. Mm-hmm. So the, the simple and short answer is no. If you leave because you got another job or for whatever reason before the end of the notice period, then guess what? Unfortunately, you don't get severance. The company doesn't have to pay you anything. Now, that said, nothing is stopping you at all from going to your employer and say, well, how about I leave now and you pay me out? Or I'll even accept less than the 12 months. So instead of staying here for 12 months and you pay me for 12 months, how about I leave now and you pay me for, I don't know, eight months? And there's nothing stopping you from trying to engage your employer in that type of a discussion, that type of a negotiation, and your employer may well be agreeable. But if your employer is not agreeable, if your employer simply says, no, you're staying here for the 12 months, then there's not much you could do. And if you leave, then uh, you don't get severance. The last thing I say is if you stay till the end of the 12 months, 
depending on your age, position, and length yeah. of your employment, you still may be owed severance on top of that mm-hmm. at the end. So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, and if you decide to stay there for the 12 months, uh, give me a call at that point. Let me see if you're owed any additional amounts so I can help you get those. We'll take one last short break here. Slide in an email for the last few minutes if you'd like. It is Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. The number one eight five five eight two one. 5900, the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM 640 and AM 900 CHML, 1-855-821-5900 and Lior at employmenthour.com. Get back to uh, some emails here. Janet says, my employer let me go because they say I don't work fast enough. I've never had any complaints before. Is this discrimination? Yeah, you know, we talked before that I got a lot of questions about people wanting to know if they can get their job backs. Uh, another types of qu- type of question that I often get is whether something is discrimination. And, and you know, oftentimes people think that any behavior that's not appropriate is discrimination. So the employer let me go even though I didn't do anything wrong. Is that discrimination? Or uh, my my company uh, treats other people better than me. Uh, is that discrimination? And oftentimes the answer is no. Because discrimination is a very specific thing. Discrimination is you being treated inappropriately for specific reasons, maybe because you're sick or because you're a woman or because you have a medical condition or because of your race. So it has to be a discriminatory ground. If someone mistreats you because they're a jerk, well, that's not discrimination. If you've been let go uh, for no reason, but you haven't been let go because you're pregnant, just for an arbitrary reason, again, that may be inappropriate, but it's not discrimination. So we want to be very careful in terms of how we use the word discrimination. Discrimination implies an inappropriate and discriminatory reason. So in this situation, it doesn't seem like it's discrimination, but it does seem like you were let go uh, without proper compensation or without any compensation without cause. So you, uh, you, you're owed severance uh, in, in that situation. And, and you remember the, the rule, John, your employer generally can let you go at any mm-hmm. time and pretty much for any reason. And a lot of people have a hard time understanding that. Why should they be allowed to let me go if I did nothing wrong? Well, you know, it, the reason why is because it's going to be very difficult to start assessing every time there's a reason, whether it's legitimate or not. I mean, there would be nonstop fights every single day, and it just doesn't make sense. The easier way is to say, fine, you can let the person go, but you have to pay them out. So even though I, I, I agree with you that them all of a sudden saying that you're not working fast enough is not a good reason. Uh, they, they cannot let you go without severance, uh, but they can let you go with severance. So what we need to talk about is the amount of severance that you're owed. I want you to give me a call. At the very least, go to the severance calculator, severancepaycalculator.com, uh, and find out how much you're owed. And let me help you get that about it doesn't sound like this, like it's a discrimination. Janet, here's the number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 821 5900 Lior at com. You want to send a uh, follow-up email, you can do so. We'll get to one more here. I think uh, we'll go to Anthony. says, my mother was told, uh, my mother told her boss six months ago that she plans on retiring. They uh, convinced her to stay, so she continued working now six months on. Uh, they let her go and said, well, since she was going to retire anyway, they don't have to pay her anything. Is that right? <laughs> nice try, nice, though. Nice. Very good logic on behalf of the employer. <laughs> yeah, remember when you told us you were going to retire and then we convinced you to stay? Well, let, let's just pretend that never happened and, and <laughs> you've retired. No, it doesn't work that way. So if, if you're going to quit and, and you're know, fine and you're, you decide to stay or your employer convinces you to stay, well, then you're still an employee. And, and the very next day, if the company decides to let you go, well, they've let you go and they have to pay you severance. 
So in this case, uh, Anthony, if, if your mom uh, has been let go six months after they had convinced her to stay, well, that's a termination. Of course, the, she's owed severance. She's 100% owed severance. The, the full severance, even though the fact that had they not convinced her, she would have been gone months ago, fine, that's on them. They're the ones that felt that she had to stay. They could have entered in with, into a fixed-term agreement with her. If they only needed her for six months, they could have said, fine, uh, please stay and stay for six months, and we'll agree with you on a six-month agreement. But that's not what they did, uh, from the sounds of it, at least. Uh, I'd want to know a bit more details. But if she simply continued working, she is owed severance, full severance. The company can't go back and rely on what she was going to do. It just doesn't work that way. We'll uh, almost uh, get ready to wrap it up here. We'll uh, reiterate for uh, for you if you just tuned in, severancepaycalculator.com. Lior, something you can use if you've just lost your job. You should consult this website right away to get that actual number, yeah? That's right, severancepaycalculator.com. And we've answered a bunch of emails here throughout the show. Uh, you may have other questions. You can always call me. You can always email me privately. Or if you want kind of an instantaneous response, uh, as you said at the top of the show, terminationquestions.com. Post a question there. Myself and my colleagues usually will answer within a few minutes, and there's already been thousands of questions that have been answered. It's a, it's a whole uh, database of information, terminationquestions.com. And once you go through there, at the bottom you can click for consultation if they uh, want further information directly from you, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. And by, and by the way, you know, the emails that I've read here on the show are, mm-hmm. are emails uh, that, that people specifically sent for the show that I can I can share with the audience. Usually when you send me an email, I'm not going to share that email on the show. You should know that. It's all private and confidential. These were specific questions that people sent me for the show. So, uh, you know, I, I don't just publish your, your question on, uh, on the radio unless you tell me to do so or unless you, you give me permission. You only do that for me. I know, because you're that type of only guy. Only for you, yeah. I, I air all your do- uh, dirty laundry, John, That's on the show. Right. That, tune in next week. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We'll take it for another yeah. week. Uh, the number in the meantime is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. You want to send an email, uh, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Check out severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what you're really owed. This has been the Employment Hour Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML.